This is episode number four with Lisa Coleman, the co-founder of Recreo San Miguel, a luxury clothing brand. Welcome to the Premier Journal with your host, José Antonio Quero. José Antonio Quero has been a leader in the hospitality industry for the past 30 years. His knowledge and long experience in this field enables him to bring you the most influential experts in the Mexican tourism industry. Join us as we explore a wide range of subjects from private luxury homes, art and design, crafts, music, gastronomy, and much more. We're starting this series with our favorite town and my hometown, San Miguel de Allende, in the central Mexico state of Guanajuato. As the series progresses, we will introduce you to other luxury experiences around other magical destinations in Mexico. I'm delighted to introduce Lisa Coleman, the co-founder of Recreo San Miguel, a luxury clothing brand created here in San Miguel de Allende and now sold all over the world. Lisa is a serial entrepreneur who previously ran her own recruiting firm in Chicago. After she and her husband decided to move to Mexico full-time in 2011, they soon launched Recreo San Miguel. First, inspired by the quintessential Mexican sarape, the idea behind Recreo was to reinvent the traditional garment using luxurious fabrics and making the clothes appealing to a modern global audience. Since then, Recreo's range of styles has grown. Now, they design a diverse collection of clothing and accessories in addition to sarapes. While staying true to the original spirit, all of Recreo San Miguel's garments are made locally by hand, providing economic opportunity and career development for a group of local women artisans, amplifying their positive impact on the local community. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you here and talk about your luxury clothing brand. Please tell us about Recreo San Miguel. Well, first of all, Jose Antonio, thank you so much for having me. Um, you and I have known each other a long time, but it's great to be able to talk to you this way about how we developed Recreo and how we developed our love for San Miguel and for Mexico. Uh, Michael and I, my husband Michael and I, bought our home here in San Miguel almost 19 years ago. 19? Can you believe it? 19. Wow. Yeah. It's been almost 19 years that we bought our home, and I think you know the story. My story is not unusual. We bought our home on our very first visit here to San Miguel. We came for a holiday vacation, and we went home with a house. That's a good and way to take a souvenir home, right? You know, some people take Dalavera, some people take tequila. We took a house. <laughs> That's great. Um, it's just the way that the the way that San Miguel captures you. No. 
so for the first almost nine years after we bought the house, we were coming and going between San Miguel and Chicago. And mostly we were in Chicago because our children were young then. And then after about nine years and the children were in college, Michael and I said, let's go live at our house in San Miguel for one full year. Let's see what it feels like to really live like a San Miguelense. Okay. And so that's when we came down here and it was then that we got the inspiration for this business. We weren't planning to start a business here, just like we weren't planning to buy a house here, but somehow San Miguel gives you this inspiration, no? This creativity. So during that year that we were pretending to live like locals, we had the idea for this business and we just started it and boom, it happened. And I have to say that I don't think I would have, we, both my husband and I owned businesses in Chicago in the past. I don't, but they were both service businesses. We've never made anything. Okay. This is the first time we've had a company where we made something. And I don't think we would have done that in the United States. This country made it so easy for us to do that. So quickly, what is Recreo San Miguel? Recreo San Miguel started as a concept to honor the two parts of uh, the primarily San Miguel and Bahia region tradition. Uh, many people don't know that the Serrape was first commercially produced here in this region, not in Saltillo, but here in this region. Also, this region was the home of the finest textile production anywhere in the world outside of Europe because of the presence of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church were making altar cloths and vestments, and they were trying to create the finest textiles they could find in this region. And as you know, because of the presence of the water here in San Miguel, it was like gold, no? Yes. Water is what is very much needed to help loom fabrics and, and weave and create beautiful fabrics. So when we read about these two pieces of history, we said, how about we combine the essence of the serrape with the fine textile production? And we created Recreo from that idea. So everything we do is to honor Mexico, to say thank you to this country that has adopted us. And uh, we try to give back in every single way that we can. Recreo is now 10 years old, and I'm very, very proud to say that in this collection and in the next collection that we're producing right now, that every single aspect of the pieces, the garments, the collection, all comes from Mexico. The design is done here. The manufacturing is done here. The fabrics come from here. The threads, the leather trims, the buttons, everything is produced right here. And it's very, very important to us to help support the Mexican economy and say thank you to all the people who've been so gracious to us since we arrived here. Okay, let me go back to the beginning of the idea. Or like you yes. say, you connect the, the, the fabrics and the tradition. But I mean, you can go for hats, gloves, uh, I don't know, other <laughs> things, you know, maybe a rebozo like in Santa Maria. No? But, I, for me, and I remember this when you began, it was kind of like surprising because you turned this not only into a trend, it's a style because it's so sophisticated. But again, you 
Recreo is now a reference for this new uh, way of wearing these clothes. So tell me why choosing that and not something It's else. Really well, we named the company Recreo and we also call our original garments Recreos, as you yes. know. We say, I'm with my Recreo um, because the the home the spiritual home of the of the business is on recreo street in san miguel we after we bought our house here just a couple of years later we knew we were in love with san miguel we knew we wanted to make a deeper commitment to san miguel and so we said we want to buy a small investment property here so uh, two or three years after we bought our home we bought a little tiny, this big, ruina on the corner of Recreo and Hospicio. And what the real estate agent didn't tell me was that everyone else in town looked at this property to purchase it and ran away laughing because it's in the middle of Centro Historico, yes. which, you know, you cannot change anything in Centro Historico. You have to preserve the essence. This is what we love about San Miguel. No, San Miguel... Más o menos could still look like it looked 300 years ago, right? Yeah. In some, in in some, some areas, places. yes. In some areas. This corner on Recreo and Hospicio wants to look like it looked 350 years ago. So you could not change this building at all, but it needed to be changed. We went ahead and purchased it. And thank goodness for my husband, who is the sweetest man in town, not me, my husband. And he was able to work with the architects and work with the Ina. historical, Ina, the Historical Preservation Council to point out things that needed to be returned to their original that had been changed. So they needed to be changed back. And he was right. You know, we put in a door where there wasn't a door when we bought the house, but it was very clear that there had been a door there 350 years ago. Wow. So we bought this building and we restored it and preserved it. And we had the idea for the business and we didn't know what we were going to call it. And I had some friends visiting. It was during the Bicentenario 2010. in September 2010. And we were celebrating the 200 years of Mexican independence. And we had some friends visiting. And we were talking about the history of San Miguel and the role that it played in the independence movement in Mexico. And we were talking about how we reinvented this garment, yes. this arrape. And she said, you need to call it a recreo because you have recreated this garment. And I, I'm like, wow. And she said, and you need, need to name the business Recreo. So this idea came from a college friend of mine who was visiting during that time. So honestly, Jose Antonio, everything for this business came so organically. The ideas, the concept, the, the development, it just all sort of came together and it still is happening that way. It's still just growing and coming together. And I really credit the energy here in San Miguel for that. The, the uh, spiritual energy here and then also the energy of the people. Yes, and energy of people, it's always through meeting amazing people like, like you and Michael and the family by bringing this to San Miguel because I believe that owning a store 
For some people, it's easy. For some other, maybe it's not their business. But this is not a traditional store. Um, no. You have the store here as your, um, how you call it, the showroom. But also, flagship. exactly, the flagship. But also, you sell all of your products in different parts of the world. Tell me about this combination, you know, still having the headquarters in San Miguel and that beautiful corner of Recreo and Hospicio, but also not only sell to the local and the visitors, you sell to people in different countries. And again, that was not the concept when we started the business. And it's because of the energy of the people, not only the people who live here, but the people who visit here. So it's because of people who came to the store, saw the garments, fell in love and said, let's do a trunk show for you in San Francisco. Oh, please bring your clothes to Dallas. I want to share them with my friends. Oh my goodness. I love the way these serapes work. It's the perfect travel garment. I'm always on an airplane. This is the perfect piece to travel with. It combines with everything in my suitcase. And it was all of these connections from these, this small group of people who came and found us in San Miguel on the corner of Recreo Nospicio that said, come here, come here, come here. And little by little, we started doing that. And then other retail stores, luxury stores found out about us really just by word of mouth. This was not a business plan that we had written ahead of time. No, it really is a business uh, it was a business plan that happened just organically and by word of mouth. As you know, it's a family business. I started the business with my husband and our two children, and they're all still involved in the business. Um, the family who do all of our sewing, our hand sewing and our production for us, our family, they're all sisters and cousins. Amazing. And then we have a family, a mother and a son, who consult with us on our procurement and our resources and everything. So there are three families that are completely tied uh, in order to make this business grow and expand and, and produce what it produces. So when you talk about a family business, usually we all will go to a family related, but The way that you guys are doing this is also contributing and creating a different uh, boundary with other families. So that helps Definitely. to everyone and, and also make it more, um, I don't, I don't want to say artisan, but it's just, it's, it's just like a creation, like, like you say, the recreation, the recreation of someone now it goes into something bigger because it involves more people. When we first had the idea for the business and we knew we wanted production to happen here, we did not want to go overseas. We did not want to do it in the United States. This was about honoring Mexico and the production had to come from here. So my husband and I looked everywhere. We talked to seamstresses and tailors, costureras y sastres, all over San Miguel and the surrounding areas. And sometimes it looked good and sometimes it didn't look good. And then one day we went to Mineral de Pozos, the charming, what used to be a ghost town, 45 minutes from here, that is now a thriving, beautiful uh, little town built on top of the mines, yes. which I encourage everyone who comes for a visit here to go visit Mineral de Pozos. It's, it's really magical. The energy there is unbelievable. And we went to Mineral de Pozos just to go to a gallery to see a photography exhibition of a friend. 
And while we were there, we talked to the owner of the gallery who also owned the B&B attached to the gallery. And he said, what do you do? And we told him about our idea for the business. And he said, you know, I heard about this woman in town. He said, I've never used her, but supposedly she has some pretty good sewing skills. Do you want to meet her? And we said, sure, why not? And we went to the home of this woman and she had a sign that said Coca-Cola and Sabritas outside the house. It was a very, very humble two-room house. She had two sewing machines. Her name is Alejandra. And we showed her the sample. We showed her the prototype of the garment. And we also happened to have some spare fabric in our car. And we said, Alejandra, nice to meet you. This is, and back then my Spanish was almost non-existent. And so I'm explaining to her what we want because she didn't speak a word of English. And she, we said, can you do this? And she looked at the garment and she looked at me and she said, well, I could do it the way you asked me to, she said, or I could do it the right way. <laughs> the changes that she would make. And I'll tell you, Jose Antonio, I fell in love with this woman from that moment because as you know, in the Mexican culture, Everyone wants to please. Yeah. And it's always very easy to say, yes, of course, yes, of course, yes, of course. And then people just try and try and try and they do their very, very best. For her to look me in the eye, woman to woman, as, as an equal. As an equal, yes. As she looked at me as an equal and she said, I could do it that way or I can show you my expertise and tell you how it should be done. And from that moment, I thought we're going to have an amazing friendship, an amazing partnership, because you know that I will treat you as an equal and you're going to treat me as But an what equal. What a great surprise in a little town. You will never expect that. You went to watch a, never a show, never photography in a gallery, and suddenly you find this person. So when we first started working with Alejandra, it was just herself and we were making maybe five or 10 garments a week. Now she has seven of her sisters and three of her cousins working there. We have built a full factory out behind her house. All of the husbands came and laid the tile and put up the paneling and connected the electricity. We have probably 15 machines there that do some of the finishing for us. Uh, most of the work is still being done by hand. And I would say it was probably nine months or a year of us working with Alejandra. And I went out to Pozos to drop off and pick up more garments. And I noticed some construction going on on the Planta Alta at her house. And I said, Alejandra, ¿qué pasa arriba? What's, what are you doing? And she said, Lisa, it's, oh my gosh, I hope I don't cry when I tell you this. She said, Lisa, it's been my dream my entire life to have as many of my family members living together. And she said, because of you, that's now possible. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. she was able to bring their family to the same place? So they built a huge upstairs and now three of her immediate family members live there. It's her daughter and daughter's husband and their two children, a sister and her daughter, and then a, another daughter and her boyfriend. So three families are living in this very large upstairs and then the whole downstairs is our factory. Oh, okay. Well, that's just amazing because the way to contribute to a community, like you say, 
and to help someone grow in their life, that's, that's an amazing impact. It's very important for us to know who it is that we're working with. For example, we do a lot of embroidery um, on our pieces and we found a group of women who had been in abusive households and we connected with them <clears throat> and with a person who was helping them leave their households. And we connected with these women who are now living in community, single mothers who are now raising their children. They were able to leave their um, less than favorable circumstances and now come together and they're all working together doing the embroidery. So we have one piece in our current collection that took a um, hundred hours to do the embroidery. It's all done by hand. It took two weeks for three women hours. to do it. It's an absolute masterpiece. The entire serrape, the entire recreo, recreo is yes. covered in embroidery. And this is the economic opportunity that we want to give. We want to help um, underserved communities here. We want to help primarily women realize their potential. Just in the 10 years that we've been doing this, we have seen such amazing strides, such amazing confidence grow in the women that we work with. Um, I think Mexico gets a very re bad reputation of, of uh, people assuming that there is a strong element of machismo here. I don't think that's true at all. I think women have just not been given the platform that they deserve. And once they're given the platform, Everybody is willing to listen and to help, including the men, including the husbands, the fathers, the sons. Absolutely. I, I think that's a, mis, a misrepresentation of the culture to say it's a very macho culture. I don't agree. I don't believe that at all. And you're a proven example through these 10 years how the growth can happen working uh, with the community, but also as a family. Like you say, you bring the husbands, the, the wife, the, the kids. Everyone is involved in this process because... They're working in a, in, a, in a common goal. One is to grow the family. Second is to participate in something that is going to be in the hands or their arms or the shoulders of someone else somewhere in the world. Tell me, what, tell me about that, how they feel about that, that contributing to a piece or creating a piece that is going to be, I don't know where, but for sure in a great place out there. Uh, I think it's very exciting for them to know and understand um, the power that what they are contributing has on the rest of the world and certainly on Mexico. Um, because of the internet, because of Facebook, because of Instagram, uh, they, they can see it. They can see it very clearly. The followers, the people who comment, uh, you know, when a celebrity wears one of our pieces and they get tagged in it, the, the women in the workroom are just like, wow. That's, that's, a, that's a super wow. Um, there's a local, uh, Mexican actress and, uh, model named Ana Brenda. Mm -hmm. 
You know, Ana Brenda, she has 7 million followers and she loves Recreo and she posts, she posts pictures of herself in Recreo all the time. <laughs> and when, when Alejandra and Sara and Gloria and Claudia see that, they go crazy. When I first started working with Alejandra, Ale has two grown daughters in their, in their 20s. And when we first started working together, Ale told me that she learned how to sew from her grandmother and her great-grandmother, and she tried to teach sewing to her daughters, and her daughters didn't want anything to do with it because they thought it was old-fashioned, they thought it was old ladies' work. And then when they saw the things that we were creating together, and I want to be really clear, we have an idea, but Alejandra, Sara, Claudia, Gloria, they all contribute to the final design and the final execution. This is not us telling them what to do. This is a complete collaboration. And when the daughters started seeing what was coming out of the factory, they were like, wait, whoa, wait a second. Maybe I need to learn how to <laughs> They want to be part of it. They're like, oh, we didn't know this is going to be like this. Um, Alejandra has a grandson, Jacob, who is now, he was a year when we started. So Jacob is now 11. And I think maybe six or seven years ago, I, Jacob was starting to learn English in school. And I said, Jacob, como? And he said, Por qué? I want to be president. Oh. And I thought he was going to say he wants to be president of Mexico. And he said, I want to be president of Recreo. <laughs> so you know your future president of Recreo. <laughs> For sure. So it's not only our family who's going to continue, it's their family too. Exactly. I think when, when you were calling this the, the collaboration, and the contribution of all of you to create this is it's it's amazing and then if we connect that into the life of san miguel how is to have the 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 shop do you go do you go or stay i mean can someone see you there or you are just traveling you know by doing the trunk shops trunk shops and Can I tell you, that's such a great question. Um, the pandemia really was a great reset for us. And I'm not trying to diminish the, the horrors that so many people in the world have experienced. And we honor that. And if we have a minute, I'll tell you about the story, how we honored that last Dia de los Muertos. Let me answer your, may I answer your yes, question please. first and then tell you that story? <clears throat> Um, for us, what it allowed us to do is for now that we've been in business for 10 years, it allowed us time to slow down and really think about why we started the business, how we started the business, what the essence of the business is. So to answer your question, yes, I am at Recreo a lot more than I used to be. I love being there because I realized that I get so much energy personally and for the business from the people that I encounter who come in there. I meet people from Texas. I meet people from Vienna, Austria. I meet people from South Korea. I meet people from <clears throat> Colombia, from Argentina. They all are here in San Miguel. <clears throat> They're all exploring our beautiful city. Uh, they always ask me, where should I go for dinner? Where should I get a massage? Blah, blah, blah. And it allows me to just talk about my favorite things in this town. Um, 
I get so much energy from interacting with these people. And it's not about selling. It's about connecting with people from all over the world and reliving my experience through their eyes for how I fell in love with San Miguel in the first place. And I continue to fall in love with it again and again and again every day. With regard to Dia de los Muertos, um, Day of the Dead is a huge holiday here for us. We all love it, don't yes. we? Um, I remember your wife and her face painting uh, year before last, which was extraordinaria, incredible. The, the most spectacular face painting I'd ever seen. Um, we always, because we are in the fashion and art business, more or less, we're creating wearable art. Every year we honor a designer or an artist who has, has inspired us. So over the years, we've done our altar to uh, Alexander McQueen or to Oscar de la Renta or Coco Chanel, uh, David Bowie, Prince. Uh, last year, we felt that we needed to honor all of the people who had suffered because of the pandemia. So instead of just one person, at the time of Dia de los Muertos last year, the global uh, death toll was at 1.2 million people. Yes. That was last November 1st. It was 1.2 million people, and it was 92,000 Mexicans. So at our altar in front of our fireplace in the store, we had 1.2 million grains of rice wow. that represented the lives lost globally. And then instead of garlands of sempasuchil around our doorways, we made mosaicos using seeds and beans and corn. And we created symbols of life and death and rebirth with this mosaic. And we put those mosaics around our doorway and people just went crazy over it. Um, fast forward to about three weeks ago, I was standing outside the front door of our store with one of our team members, and we are watching the cars go by on Recreo, because as you know, even though this is a small town and we have our little cobblestone streets, sometimes cars come screeching around the corner. Yes. And we see these cars coming around the corner and coming around the corner, and we look down, and there is something green growing out of the banqueta, out of the curb. There's this green plant coming up out of the curb. And we said, what is that? How did this weed get here? And when we looked closer, we see this is not a weed, this is corn. I'm like, como? How is this stalk of corn growing here exactly. in the middle of the curb? With the traffic, well, we realized, with the, the car traffic, traffic and people. We realized that one of the kernels of corn from this mosaic, Last Dia de los Muertos, must have fallen into the street. And with the rains and whatever, this one little kernel of corn is now just defying all acts of nature and is growing through the sidewalk in front of Recreo. Yes, but imagine it's just after almost eight months and still there. Yes. That's amazing. It's still there. It's still there. And it's a beautiful testimony to life and rebirth and, you know, what we believe here in Mexico. Yes. And, and connecting this, as you were saying, that you get re-energized by uh, having these conversations with uh 
tourists or, or visitors they come to San Miguel and they go to the shop and you start, they start to ask you questions like you say, where should I go to eat? Where I can have a good drink? Uh, I mean, we have so many options in San Miguel, but it's different <laughs> when you come as a visitor and explore on your own than when you have a reference, uh, like for example, with you. And I, I want to ask this question that I've been asking sure. for our guests. If you have to describe how is your perfect day in San Miguel, how will that be for, for Lisa? Well, you know this famous saying, which is one of my favorite sayings, and that is San Miguel is a place where you wake up in the morning with nothing to do, and by the end of the day, you've only done half of it. <laughs> It's so true. You wake up in the morning and you're like, hmm, I really don't have a plan today. Maybe I'll just take a yoga, or maybe I'll just have a massage, or maybe I'll just walk in the charco. And by the end of the day, you say, oh my gosh, where did the day go? Because you walk down the street and you run into a friend and the friend says, let's go have a coffee. And then you have the coffee and then they tell you about something new they discovered. So you go with them to this new discovery. Yeah. And then while you're at that new discovery, you remember, oh, I want to go over to this place. For me, that's the beauty of San Miguel is there's always something new to discover. I start my day with a hike or a walk almost every day if I can. Uh, I try to take a new route uh, all the time because there's so much here to see and to do and to appreciate. Um, I would advise people not to book up your day in San Miguel too tight. Don't say from nine until 11 is this, or 11 to one is this, and one to three is that. Just live here like a local and experience. And yes, do all the things that we have. Take a cooking class, you know, learn some authentic Mexican cuisine. Go explore, excuse me, some of the rooftop restaurants and, and bars that we have so that you can take in the vista, which is breathtaking. Uh, Go see the churches and the ruins. Go to Guanajuato and see the culture and the history there. Go for a horseback ride in the countryside. Take a balloon ride. You can do all of these things, but don't try to do five of them in one day. That'll be too much. Do, do one of them every day and then just be. Just be here. Feel the energy. Enjoy. Enjoy the beauty here. So my favorite days in San Miguel are those that I can take some time to explore something new, see something new, do something new. Uh, because even after 19 years of being here, there's so much that I still don't That's know. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. After 19 years of being in San Miguel, do you find San Miguel still like surprising if you change the route? Oh, I don't know. With all these changes, also, could you just tell us about from when you decide to move to San Miguel until now, how you perceive San Miguel in regards of, of you know, the evolution, let's just call, of, of, of the town? I think change is always good. Yes. We can't stand still. We have to take it. We have to embrace it. Um, for me, I think the beauty of San Miguel is that If you don't belong here, the town will spit you out. And I don't mean just people. I mean a business. I mean an attitude. Uh, it's not that people come here and decide to leave. It's that the town 
helps you move, move out. on your way. <laughs> we know people that I'm talking yes, about. Yes, we know. I mean, in the 19 years that we've been here, and in the, in the so many years you and I have known each other, we have seen people who've come to town and we think, mm. are they really going to make it? <laughs> and before you know it, it's the Yes, yes. <laughs> so I think that the change is good. And I think if the change doesn't belong here, it will ease itself out. I really, truly believe that. But I love the quality of the restaurants that we have. I love the kind of people that are being attracted to the town. You know, uh, we have lifelong friends from grade school, from high school, from college. And I love those people. But the friends we've made here are some of the strongest friendships I've ever made. And I think it's because this town attracts people who are interesting and interested and have things to talk about. You know, nobody talks about what they do for a living. No. Uh, I mean, it's just a question we don't ever ask ever because there's so many other things to talk about. Like, what do you think about? What do you read? How do you spend your time? Uh, why did you come and here? Exactly. That's Those kind of like the main question, right? Like, so how do you decide to come to San Miguel or where did you hear about San Miguel? Oh, I'm right. always curious about that. Absolutely. I came here because my husband had come here in the late 1970s with his parents and fell in love with it. And so he was telling me about it. And so I sort of half listened <laughs> to what he was saying. You're like, where? Mexico? Right. And then we were looking for a place, I was looking for a place to go for the holidays, the the December holidays. This is while you're still in Chicago, right? Yes, this was, we were in Chicago and the children were at that point uh, pre-teenagers. And I said, you know what? We need to go somewhere for the whole Christmas vacation, not just a couple of days. Let's go someplace and really get away. And I was exploring and I thought, wait, let me think, look at this place, San Miguel, that Michael's been talking about. And I saw it's the same time zone as Chicago. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's two thumbs up. No jet lag for anybody, <laughs> including the children. There are these spectacular houses that you can rent. You don't have to take two, three, four hotel rooms. You take a whole house and everybody gets their own space and... You can live like you're a local and the weather is gorgeous at every time of year, but at Christmas time, it particularly perfect coming from Chicago. That we could be only a few hours away and have so much beauty and luxury. It was fantastic. So that's how we decided to come to San Miguel and we bought our house on that trip. So it took just one trip for you to arrive to San Miguel, walk around, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It really was. It, it was pretty amazing. And, and no regrets. Not, not one day of regret. Well, after 19 Ever. years, you've been seeing a lot of things and people and meeting and everything. And there is always one thing in common. We are always have the opportunity here to meet someone new. Even if we think we have met everyone, there is always an opportunity to meet always. someone from a, another place that you will not think that you will be connected 
And suddenly you have best friends. Maybe for the time exactly. that they're staying here or maybe they decide to move here. I couldn't agree more. And the people that we're friends with, I probably never would have met anywhere else in the world because the only thing that brought us together was San Miguel. And then I realized, wow, these are people that I have a great connection with, but we never would have crossed paths in another life. And it's, it's so special. Um, a friend of mine once said to me, I spent 30 days in San Miguel one year and I met 29 of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. Wow. And it's really true. I think the people here are so interesting and so different and come from so many different backgrounds and stories and everybody shares their story and everybody is treated equally. And I think part of that, Jose Antonio, is because of this culture of you don't know what is going on behind the doors. We are not a, a culture of curb appeal yes. here. It's not like show all your stuff to all the strangers on the outside. No, you need to be invited in in order to see what's happening. And that's the generosity of spirit, I think, that exists in all of Mexico, but especially in San Miguel because of our walls and our doors. And so, yes, I'm going to share with you. I will share anything with you. I will share my home. I will share my clothes. I will share my family with you. But please let me invite you in first. And I, I love that message. I love that what that says about the culture here. Yes, and I will say that also is a, a, a one of the uniqueness of San Miguel, because still the community, you, you can, like you say, you can live like a local, but also you have to learn some things as a local. And this part of the invitation, everybody's always open to welcome you. But when you get invited to a house, it's a whole different experience. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, absolutely. it's something that you wouldn't, I mean, it's even hard to describe for me. How would you describe that? So when my husband first came here in the 70s, um, he was with his mom and San Miguel was the last stop on their multi-city visit of Mexico. And they're walking on Soyano Street mm -hmm. This is 1978, and he, Michael is walking along with his mom, and he says to his mom, don't you just love this place? And she said, Michael, I love it very much. She said, but I could really use a scotch. <laughs> Because then all you could get here was tequila and cerveza. <laughs> and she was so tired of drinking beer and tequila. She goes, I could really use a scotch. And with that, tap, tap, tap on the shoulder, and they turn around, very lovely couple standing behind them looks at them and says, we have scotch. Please join us for cocktails this evening. Really? And that was in 1978. And when Michael told me that story, I promised myself that is the type of San Miguel Anza I want to be. I want to open my home to people who want to see what it's like to really live here and to really be here and not just be a tourist, but what is life like here? day to day. So there's so many times when a friend will write and say, I have a friend coming to San Miguel. Can I give them your number? Or I have a friend coming to San Miguel. Can you recommend a restaurant? And I said, no, no, please. I'm Please let them come to our home for dinner or for cocktails. And I totally agree with you. It completely changes the perception. It changes everything when you see how people live here. 
By the way, also, I have to tell you, you are, and you know this, you are the best host ever because everyone that someone is visiting San Miguel and either they know you or someone, they ended up being at your house. I mean, I'm very thankful because <laughs> I've been in your house a few times and, and I love it. You are the best host because you know everything about San Miguel. So it's not only like you say, talking about uh, creating a business or staying in the community, it's also be part of this and share what it is to be in San Miguel, and you have, yes. let's call different hats. You are a, a co-founder of Recreo San Miguel. You are also the leader of the project or the or the uh, the team that you have in uh, uh, Pozos. Also, you know a lot of people in San Miguel, not only the locals, the visitors. So you have, you're always busy, <laughs> but you're the best host <laughs> ever. Well, thank you very much. The, this city makes it very easy to want to share and want to talk about how special it is. I know. So I don't, I don't, it's not work at all. It's not an effort at all. You share your passion and we all that we live in San Miguel, we share our uh, wonderful town and welcome everybody who wants to learn about it, right? Absolutely. Yes, we love Lisa, that. Lisa, I have enjoyed this conversation so much. I learned a lot of things that I didn't know, but also you took me to some of those moments in, in, the, in the time that, I, you know, it's always nice to, to go back there. And I would like for you to tell us how can we reach Recreo San Miguel, which will be the best way to do that. Ah, okay. Well, if you're visiting San Miguel de Allende, uh, come see us. Come see me. I'll take. I'll give you my recommendations at the corner of Recreo Nospicio, Recreo 26, Recreo number 26. We're right in front of the Sierra Nevada Hotel. Um, if you want to visit us online, we are recreosanmiguel.com. Also on Instagram, Recreo San Miguel, um, and just reach out to us any way that you can. Uh, we'd love to meet you when you come to town, or I'd personally love to answer any questions that you have uh, before you come to visit. I'd be happy to share my insights and my recommendations. They will love to sit and talk to you. Well, Lisa, thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. It was a pleasure and an honor to do it with you and for now we want to thank you so much for listening to this conversation and if you enjoy it and would like to hear more check out the link in the podcast description and if you want to learn more about our guests find their information below my name is jose antonio quero and this is the premier journal special thanks to Maru Garrido, production. Wally Wilson, musical production. Lorenzo Molina, musician. Maritere Dovarganes, introduction voiceover. Sponsor, Premier San Miguel. The key to exclusiveness.